0: Good afternoon Hirschbach
1: welcome welcome it is uh, officially day three of driver appreciation week and uh, again we want to thank all of our drivers out there happy driver appreciation hopefully you're able to get to one of our locations and uh, get some good food hang out with some people and uh, let us express our gratitude for being a driver
0: well once again before we get into the program i just want to uh, show appreciation to all our drivers out there and all our staff that, that helps make Hirschbach uh, such a successful company. Uh, for the drivers, we've got uh, events going on throughout the country here in East Dubuque, down in Monmouth. Uh, I think we got Granny's up today down in Mammoth. We've got uh, some fajitas down in Denton this week, uh, today. Uh, Dover's got uh, which? Which?
1: It's a sandwich shop. Okay. Which? Which?
0: All right.
2: Which sandwich do you like? Ah, oh, I never (laughs) thought of it that way.
0: Uh, Not a big sandwich guy. Uh, We got a food truck over in KC, got Boston Market in Joliet, and I think Caldwell's grilling out, cooking out. So uh, so try to get by one of our facilities. Uh, We'd love to see you. Love to give you our appreciation. Again, uh, we've got some swag bags and we got some shirts in the event that uh, you're not able to get by one of the uh, facilities, uh, Jesse will tell you how to order them online.
1: You can uh, get a hold of your driver manager, contact HR or there's a form online on Facebook that you can fill out. And we will send you um, one of your t shirts and your kits out to you. So let us know if you can't make it into a facility. We want to make sure everyone's able to get one of our kits. Um, Some pretty cool shirts. Dan, you want to hold up that shirt? What's it say kicking asphalt?
0: Yeah, this is the, uh, as I've said the other days, this is the edited version.
1: Kicking asphalt. Okay.
0: So We're kicking a little asphalt out there, Hirschbach. And then, uh, you know, I wanna make sure I don't forget today's uh, lunch sponsor is Computers of Atlanta. So a big shout out to them for uh, helping participate with our Driver Appreciation Week. And then our other primary sponsors are listed here Thompson Truck, Link Drive, Mid-States Utility, Transflow, and Truck Countries. So big big shout out to all our, uh, all our sponsors. We really do appreciate their support and supporting our drivers. In addition, there's uh, giveaways.
1: There are always giveaways. So every day this week, you can go on Facebook and you can sign up for the drawing. And so the cutoff is 5 o'clock p.m. So go ahead and go online, Facebook, sign up for the drawings. There's all sorts of good things. Um, I've got the list of winners from Tuesday. They got some good stuff yesterday. Um, but today we'll have, I think, about 15 winners again. So go online, sign up on Facebook. Um, if you miss the cutoff today at five, you can sign back up tomorrow for the, the giveaways tomorrow. So every day this week.
0: So, great, great. So today our one of our special guests is Chef Peter. Uh, okay. Welcome. So Chef Peter is uh, here and uh, he's uh, helping prepare and and serve the food for uh, this week's festivities. So uh, uh, welcome. And uh, so this is, uh, Peter, we started, when did we open the kitchen? How long has it been?
2: Um, So I've been here about 18 months. Um, The the vision started to come to fruition around January of 2020, I would say. Um, And then kind of the seeds were planted a little bit before that. Um, I was having conversations with uh, Brad and Jelaine and uh, making food for them. And then uh, just trying to make sure I exposed my culinary talents and uh, just was having a lot of fun, doing a lot of dishes on the side and everything. And then um, at one point, Brad and Jelaine came up to me and uh, proposed to me to be the executive chef of Hirschbach. And uh, at the time, I definitely jumped on it. I thought it was an amazing opportunity, worked for such a great company. Uh, Brad and Jelaine are such amazing people. And I was fortunate to cook for a lot of you know Dan Wallace, yourself, and then Jesse, I believe, at uh, Brad and Jelaine's house. and. Just kind of one thing led to the next, and it's just been super fun uh, to come over here and just kind of be able to have events like this, Driver Appreciation Week, where we get to really show what we can do at Hirschbach.
0: So uh, why don't you share with them, when it's not Driver Appreciation Week, what uh, what you're providing for, for our drivers and our CDL trainees and stuff.
2: Absolutely. So uh, during the day-to-day operations, uh, we have the CDL Training School, Um, Each class is roughly uh, 20 new students. Um, They're here roughly four weeks. So I get the the pleasure of being able to see a lot of these students come from uh, not really understanding how to drive a truck and being able to learn and get their CDL. And uh, one of the cool things that we do is uh, just lunch. Uh, We average about 80 to 90 students and staff alike over here. Um, In terms of a menu, I definitely like to have an awesome varied menu that One, the truck drivers are going to really like, they're going to appreciate um, something they're going to be comfortable with finding out on the road, but also trying to elevate it a little bit and have some, you know, kind of a healthy uh, flair to it and be able to have a lot of fun stuff that so you would go out to a restaurant you could possibly pay you know 20 to 30 dollars a meal for i definitely want to provide that for these drivers over here because they deserve it just as much as everybody else and, and i
1: hear very high reviews of your food everyone tells me how much they rave about the food they love the food it's really good it's high quality food um and so what what's kind of your inspiration for the menu is it just kind of high quality fine dining or is it what kind of is your inspiration
2: sure um so a lot of my inspiration just comes from the seasons um and then also just things that I would like to eat. Um, I guess like my, my rule is it's like love people, cook them tasty yeah. food, and then uh, know your farmer, know your ingredients. So I definitely try to outsource from as many local uh, sponsors and people as I can. Um, shout out to O'Connell Organic Acres. Uh, they provided the chicken drumsticks that we had over here uh, on Monday. And also it's just, I, I at the end of the day, it's like I want to cook food that I'd be excited about eating, right? Like if I get excited about coming into work and I have that passion and that fire and it like that, I definitely want to have that get into the drivers as well, and then they're going to taste it. That's always my goal to be able to have the drivers taste like that fun and that flair and everything like that.
0: So what's uh, what's out there today?
2: Uh, today we got a barbecue menu going on. So I got some sliced beef brisket. Um, I got some barbecue pulled pork. I got some grilled Alabama white chicken thighs. Uh, some warm grilled apples. Some coleslaw, and then that's some corn on the cob. Uh, we live in Iowa, you know, corn country. Gotta have the pork too, right? It's like all the yep. goodies and everything like that.
0: Well, I've, I've heard good things, so.
1: Oh my gosh, I walked by when I came in, and I, I should eat first before I come over here because it smells so good. And then afterwards, we get done, I want to run over there and eat right away. But yesterday, the day before, it was amazing, so I'm excited to see today, too. Excellent. But if you're if you're around, you definitely want to stop by and grab some food.
0: So, uh, Jesse, uh, we had some guests on yesterday, and I'm going to ask you the same question. I'm going to ask you and Chef Peter the same questions. How many trucking companies have a chef for their drivers?
1: I don't think anybody else does. Nobody that I know of has a chef.
2: I mean, that's what makes Hirschbach different, right? That so yep. we have a chef. That's for sure. We take so. pride in you know what we're serving to our guests and want to make sure everybody's well-nourished. Uh, office staff all the way to the drivers.
0: So anyway, thanks, Peter. Uh, Pe- yeah. Peter's our champ. Thank so you well, so much, Dan.
2: Much appreciated. Keep right. appreciate <laughs> it going. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Right. Thank you. Keep going. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. Cheers.
1: All right. So really quick, I wanted to do a quick giveaway. So you can either sign up online right now with the live um, podcast kind of going out or anybody in the audience. So anybody here that does not office staff not, not included. Um, what year was Hirschback established? I know that. Nope. What year? 1980? No, Nope. Anybody else besides Tony over there? Anybody online? Tom, we got any, anybody? No? All right, so the first person that comes in and tells us what year pack was established gets this fantastic gift card to the company store for $25 for today. So we'll ask again. Tony, you don't count.
0: So Oops. just uh, today is live. If you're If you're listening live out there, we'd love to get some questions Uh, So uh, I think you can type them in, and then Tom can relay them to us. But uh, one thing I always enjoy is kind of answering questions the drivers want to hear about. So uh, I think we've got some activities at some of the other facilities we're going to talk about.
1: We do. Um, And Tom, we're going to go ahead and show a few pictures. Dan, I'll show you my pictures. So we've got some activities going on in uh, Denton. Is that the first one showing? So Denton, Texas. They've got some activities going down there, and oh, we got someone over here. Go ahead. 1935. Yes, there you go, gift card for you.
0: We got a winner.
1: (laughs) All right, so Denton is, uh, they've got some fun activities going on. Here's some exciting things. Um, A lot of people, some tents, some goodies, some food. Very nice. And then also we've got some in Kansas City going on right now that I'm receiving pictures of. Kansas City has also got a lot of traffic. I think there's a lot of people going on. doesn't work that way. Oh, there's. I think I did it backwards, but.
0: So here, here's what should be a trivia question is, how many pictures does Jesse have on that phone?
1: That's a great trivia question. That's worth a $25 gift card if anybody I think guess. it's
0: probably worth double that. At
1: least, yeah. yeah.
0: And I would give you a hint. It's a very high number.
1: What's a high number? Hundreds?
0: 20,000.
2: Thousands? Eh,
0: Okay.
1: All right. That's a trivia question. So if anybody knows the answer, it's worth how much, Dan? 50. 50. Do you want to see how many pictures I have, Dan? Yes. Okay, hold on.
0: That is just sick. That's just really sick. (laughs) It is like a thousand times more than I have. Interesting. Anyway, so we got uh, Denton rocking and rolling. We got Kansas City rocking and rolling. We do. Um,
1: so I actually talked to some of the drivers down in Denton, so I called them earlier and just to say, hey, if you're listening to the podcast, what are some things that you want to know about Hirschback? Um, and, and I think, you know, I talk about the Hirschback history a lot, and we know the Hirschback history, but not all the drivers out there do. And I know they go through orientation, they hear a spiel on it, and we review it. But Dan, do you want to maybe walk us through the Hirschbach history? I think everybody in the office knows it, but let's talk about that just for a few minutes here from start to maybe where we are now.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, we're, uh, we are were originally founded in 1935 uh, by the George Hirschbach and the Hirschbach family. Uh, we were based out of uh, Sioux City. Uh, I was really young at that time. Um, so I hadn't started dispatching quite yet, but...
1: Uh, you were really young in 1935?
0: 1935, Okay, yeah. just, so checking. Any, anyway, uh, just checking. Anyway, just checking you, Jess, sir. But anyway, 1935, started out as a refrigerated carrier coming out of uh, Sioux City, primarily. Uh, you know, We're still still true to our roots, hold, all in protein. Uh, a lot of pork and beef out of the Midwest, and the original uh, Hirschbach Triangle was to take loads down into the, uh, the Gulf area and into, uh, I believe it was referred to as the Hirschbach triangle uh, into the Carolinas, and then primarily come back. Uh, the, uh, you know, one of the, kind of the claims to fame that, that the, the Hirschbach uh, family had was it was one of the first carriers to transport bananas on a regular trailer and not a container trailer. and. Uh, you know that that business was uh, was originally out of Gulfport, and I still we still to this day, uh, you know, what was that, 85, 87 years later, yeah. uh, we're still hauling bananas out of Gulfport, Mississippi. So incredible. Uh, it, good business there. Through the years, uh, the Hirschbach family grew the business, and I believe in about somewhere around 1995. Uh, the Hirschbach uh, uh, family sold it to the Grosjean family. Uh, Tom Grosjean Sr. purchased it. And uh, at that time, uh, Tom Sr. also owned a couple other uh, trucking companies uh, Vanpack out in Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, Hirschbach, uh, I think it was Greenway that was out of Fort Dodge, And then Shano out of South St. Paul. and. Uh, What you see today is kind of the culmination of those companies all melded together. So uh, Tom Sr. bought it in 95. Uh, Somewhere in that reasonable time frame, Brad Pinchuk uh, became involved. Uh, Brad was uh, managing Shano uh, for uh, Sr. at the time, and uh, they were kind of merging and winding down Shano and and that's when Brad got directly involved with Hirschbach. Uh, so then, uh, continued to progress and uh, uh, work through the business. And uh, I believe it would have been about 2012 that uh, Brad and uh, Tom Jr. Uh, purchased uh, uh, the company, Hirschbach, from Tom Sr.
1: And what was roughly the fleet size back then?
0: About 450. Uh, about 450 uh, working trucks. And uh, so that would have been uh, the fall of 2012. Um, that's where a number of us, that's about the time frame, a number of us joined the company. Uh, Chris Schmidt joined in that reasonable time frame, Paul Herzog, uh, myself. You had probably been here a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jessie's a lot older than she looks, by the way. Um, Apparently. Yeah. So anyway, John Calb was here, and a lot of the mainstays. Uh, but uh, so 2012, over the next several years, uh, Brad and Tom completed the purchase from Senior, and then uh, and it was Brad and Tom's, and they ran it uh, really uh, uh, two three years. And then, uh, basically, Brad uh, purchased the remaining interest from Junior, uh, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And Brad is the uh, primary uh, owner of Hirschbach. Uh, through that whole time period, we uh, we have grown the company significantly. Um, you know, uh, so back in 2012, we were at about 450 trucks uh, between uh, basically. 2013 into 2014, we grew. Uh, we about doubled the company.
1: And that was all organic growth too. Yeah, all, we all did organic growth. By anybody? We didn't acquire anybody. It was all. A lot of our drivers just came from referrals. From drivers referring other drivers to Hirschback that helped us get to that point.
0: Yeah. So good call out there. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I recall those days fondly. It was kind of, kind of. A, a little bit of the wild, wild west. It's a lot of fun. Running gun. I call it our wildcat offense. And uh, uh, when when we went into wildcat, we we were at our best, it seemed. Uh, but anyway, so we grew to about 900 trucks. 2015, uh, we needed to get our legs under us a little bit. We added about a about a about a hundred trucks. So we were sitting right around a thousand trucks. And then uh, 16 and. First part of 17, we kind of eased up a little bit. The freight market wasn't that strong. And then in the latter part of 17, or uh, most of 17, I guess, part of 18, we saw saw a freight tsunami coming at us, uh, primarily uh, due to capacity, the economy was strong, domestic product was strong, tonnage was up, and Uh, they were about to implement e logs in December of 18. So we saw a tsunami of opportunities. And we went on a run Uh, in about an 18 14 to 18 month period. uh, We added uh, uh, we went from basically a thousand trucks to almost 1900 trucks. So that was a
1: lot of organic growth again, again,
0: it was all organic. Um, You know, we had tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, customer demand. Uh, you know, we had a tremendous amount of uh, energy internally. Uh, you know, kind of had the wind at our backs a little bit, and we were able to capitalize on it. So then along comes nineteen. Things slowed a little bit. We kind of tucked it in a little bit. Uh, we were struggling. Uh, freight slowed. We we did put some trucks on the fence because the freight just wasn't there. And then we we kind of we kind of managed through that, and then. Then a good old COVID came along, mm, and uh, that was fun. That was a blast, yeah. Uh, so so we went through the whole cycle of COVID. We had we had the the hoarding phase where there was freight everywhere, and Couldn't we could find toilet paper. Yeah, and we could truck 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 all day long. And and uh, probably some of the some of the guys that have been here a while can remember that basically the DOT lifted the hours of service restrictions, so. Uh, we, kept, uh, we kept a handle on it, but it was pretty much full throttle trucking uh, during that phase.. Uh, and then, uh, and then we went through what I refer to as uh, Death Valley, uh, when uh, a lot of the meat plants were shutting down uh, because they could not uh, staff the labor because of the COVID outbreaks. And uh, that, was, uh, that was with some pretty scary times. That was definitely For me personally, uh, that was probably the scariest time I've ever be- experienced in the trucking industry. I don't think
1: I've ever went to the grocery store and where they, in my lifetime, I've never gone to the grocery store where they don't have chicken or steak or beef. And I mean, or even toilet paper. And, and this is, we're going to the grocery store and we're basically getting whatever we possibly can, um, because there's not a lot there.
0: Yeah. So, so that was, uh, that was a scary time, uh, you know, uh, getting, uh, been doing this a long time and we were actually laying trucks over in the Midwest and I'd never experienced that in many, many years. So, so then we come through that, and we're, we're getting our feet under us, we got a few empty trucks. Lesser's opportunity came, across, came, came uh, available to us, which was really primarily a, a driver play and we were able to, to roll up of about 180 drivers, uh, good drivers, good, good experienced uh, reefer drivers mm-hmm. And along came with it was the uh, the, the entertainment division that uh, June Birmingham and Gang are are running and, and does extremely well. So then that gets us uh, in 2021. Uh, we uh, we swim through that, and then uh, here it comes uh, 2022, and uh, we closed on Krishner around April 1st, and. Uh, you know, that's another 700 plus trucks, and great company, great history there on the Krishner side, the Krishner family. Uh, and, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're running their own operation, forward-facing, and, and uh, doing a great job down there. So that kind of brings us up to date. You know, we're, uh, here we sit, going into Q4 before we know it. First uh, box running about 2,150 working trucks with uh, that's with spot and dedicated. that's call it 150 in spot call it uh 800 and uh dedicated and call it 1200 and over the road so that's kind of our business makeup so hopefully i answered that question
1: yeah nice job dan thank you and uh, just one quick question before we switch over to a live question um, how many trucks roughly does JCT have, John Krishner?
0: Uh, right at seven hundred. So. Well, it, it, they they probably have about seven hundred thirty-five trucks. They got about seven hundred working trucks.
2: All right, good. So right, just kind of
0: expanding on that a little bit. I mean, they're very one of the reasons that that acquisition was so appealing is because they they really operate in a in a different uh, lanes than we do. We have. We have a number of in common customers, but they primarily service west coast, long haul, Mm -hmm. southern routes, I-40, I-20, I-10, where we're more up in the north, I-80, and more north-south, 35, 65, 85, 75, and 95, and good old I-80 eastbound. (laughs) Gotta love I-80 eastbound, right?
1: I like the Walcott truck stop, it's kind of nice. All right, Tom, what do you got over there for us?
3: All right, I actually have two questions from the live stream. And fittingly enough, one's looking backward and the other is looking forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the first one, I actually, I'm curious about myself. Uh, Marco Rivera asks, does Hirschbach still hold the old truck that gave birth to the startup back in the day? Do we have any of the original Hirschbach trucks?
0: I don't believe so. We have some pictures. we have some really unique pictures, but we don't actually have the old antique. I truck. wish
1: we did. It'd that cool would be kind of cool to put like in the lobby or restore one yeah. that looks like that. I think they were actually looking for one at, at quite a few years back. I don't think we were able to find one like that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got some pictures, but that's it.
3: All right, and for the second question, uh, we have Bailey Podiak asking, uh, first, generally, what's next for Hirschbach? And secondly, more specifically, Are we getting any more dedicated accounts? And if so, when will they start?
0: Well, uh, there's never a dull moment here at Hirschbach. Uh, So what's the future look like? I'm very optimistic. Um, Overall, I think uh, premium service always sells. Uh, We're a premium company. And- Premium uh, drivers. Yep, absolutely. We're only as good as our drivers. Uh, so I'm pretty optimistic going forward, uh, as long as the economy doesn't suffer too much. Uh, you know, there was some pretty significant economic news yesterday regarding inflation, and and the, the 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 market did not like it. And you know, there was there was quite a bit of rumblings there. There's rumblings around uh, interest rates. Um, you know, there's some rumblings around, uh, you know, the workforce and inflation and, you know, anybody that goes to a grocery store kind of shake your head at the cost, etc. So there's a lot of kind lot of kinda unknowns. But as long as that stuff stays within a reasonable range, you know, I would foresee us to continue to grow uh, next year, uh, pretty much in all segments. Um, ideally, we would grow dedicated a little more than, over the road, um, and uh, definitely want to grow the uh, JCT logistics side of the business uh, because it it, it has great margins to be be, uh, direct about it. Uh, So as far as uh, dedicated accounts, uh, we've got, uh, and I don't want to jinx us, but basically we got- Knock
1: on wood, Dan. uh,
0: There you go. uh, We've got uh, three pretty big uh, potential dedicated accounts on the cusp. Uh, AWG, Associated Wholesale Grocers, has signed a contract for us to be the primary service provider out of their uh, brand new facility up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, It's going to entail about 45 trucks when it's fully ramped up. We'll probably put about 10 trucks in there this fall. And then q q1 of 2023 the balance will go in uh, so that one's pretty much a slam dunk in the bucket we uh we are in the you know the red zone talking about football you know we're in within scoring distance on a lactalis account uh which would be based out of our caldwell terminal and uh that would be about 32 trucks.
1: That's nice.
0: Yep, so it'd nice uh, be a mix of running in-country and the West Coast. Uh, so we're looking looking to get that nailed down. We have a verbal. Uh, I, the only reason I hesitate is I like to see the ink on the contract, but I'm pretty confident that's going to push through. And then uh, actually tomorrow uh, at 9.15, I and others have a call with uh, Walmart uh, to hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, be able to ink a deal with them. So uh, uh, looking forward to that. So there's definitely uh, opportunities in the market. Uh, you know, the market has tightened in general, um, but there's still good business opportunities out there. We just gotta dig them up and, and identify them.
1: Dan, if you can imagine what Hirschback will look like in 10 years from now, what well, do
0: you think it would be? I think in 10 years, I'm probably gonna be looking at a beach <laughs> and, a, and an ocean water. But, You're still uh, a young grasshopper. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, you know, I think we're gonna continue to grow. I think we're gonna, we're already a dominant player in the refrigerated sector. I, uh, I, 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 I would think we will continue to grow in, in a very uh, manageable level, and uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, we're very uh, we're very opportunistic, but uh, you know, uh, I would uh, I would expect us to be you know significantly larger within the next uh, three to five years. I, I know sometimes drivers don't necessarily like that. Uh, but but every time we grow it just gives us more avenues into a customer I mean we're one of the very few refrigerated carriers and go in we can sell over the road we can sell regional we can sell dedicated we can sell entertainment local. We, we can sell long-haul we can sell local we can sell spot we can sell sell you know services uh, so You know, every time we grow, we figure out how to add another branch of services. And, you know, ultimately the trick to growth is to still kind of be big, but think small. And uh, But uh, no, I think we're gonna be, you know, we'll continue with our growth pattern as long as the business is is, uh, earning the right to grow.
1: One of the things that Todd, when he was here yesterday and kind of showed us the benchmarking data and he said, you know, a lot of the the carriers, the bigger that we are, the bigger discounts and kind of more buying power we have. And so I think for a lot of our lease drivers or independent contractors out there, the thing I want them to keep in mind, too, is if we do grow and as we grow. That's only going to help them um, get those and take advantage of those discounts that we're able to get. I mean, fuel is huge, maintenance was huge, tires are huge. I mean, all of those little things add up when you're with a larger fleet. And when, 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 as we get bigger, that's only going to help. It's a win win for both our drivers and for us.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, whether it's uh, purchasing fuel and tires or, or parts for our trucks or, quite frankly, par- purchasing trucks and trailers. Uh, you know we can go to the market with quite a bit of leverage uh, but but then you get into you know other other areas like uh, let's talk about uh, insurance liability insurance uh, there's yeah. going to be a lot of a lot of small and mid-size or really all carriers I shouldn't identify them but the ones that are going to probably struggle the most with with insurance rate increases uh, is, is the smaller and the midsize so as we can grow, then we can leverage out more, uh, you know, insurance programs that, that leverage our w- risk and lower our costs. So, um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of reasons uh, that we can uh, we can get better, so.
1: Absolutely. Tomorrow I think we're gonna actually have one of our recruiters on the line here with us. Jenna will be up here with us um, talking about some recruiting things and some driver referral programs and really what it takes to how, how drivers can get help us uh, reducing costs by helping us find drivers through all of you. All of our drivers out there, no other drivers in the industry. And um, again, if you like what you do, you're making great money, send them into your recruiter so we can help get referrals and also pay you. Um, Tom, do we have another question?
3: Yeah, I think we've got one last question here. And fittingly enough, it's about DAW. What is your favorite thing about Driver Appreciation Week?
1: My favorite thing is being able to actually see the drivers. I know, it's uh, it's difficult for the drivers to get into a terminal um, unless they're getting serviced on or have to go to the shop or have to come talk to somebody in either operations or safety. And so this is a chance that I really enjoy seeing all of our drivers out there and being able to see them face to face. So that's my favorite.
0: Yeah, very much likewise. It's it's just uh, it's really nice. Uh, you know, we get caught up in the day to day over at uh, corporate office and go, go, go. And it's, uh, it's, it's really nice just to take a little time out of the day and sit down and have lunch with the driver and hear what's really going on. So that's, uh, that's probably my favorite part. So uh, that and we should really be doing this 52 weeks a year. Uh, I agree. So but uh, it is special recognition. You know, I, I think there was one other thing before we wrap up today. One, one thing I think, uh, you know, a lot of lot of new drivers that come to us don't don't really understand our freight patterns and some of the logic to our to our freight lanes. And so I, I'm really primarily going to be speaking to the over the road side of the world. But just before I do that, on the dedicated side, for the most part, the vast majority of the 800 and some trucks that are running dedicated. They're attached to a customer, and they they leave that customer and they go, typically 250, 300 miles, and then they go back to that customer. And uh, there is some longer haul stuff, but basically, it's it's a closed network. They're primarily working for whatever account it is, and that's the freight they're hauling. In the over the road side, um, it's a little different. You know, it's. Uh, it, 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 it's uh it's more uh it's more complicated quite frankly uh, you know one day you can have bananas on the next day you can have a load of beef on and the next day you can have uh paper on a ro- load of paper so uh, gets a little more complicated a little more complex those drivers are typically out a couple weeks at a time uh but really our basic you know in the over the road side we do about uh 2,800 loads a week. That is a lot. Yeah. Um, So, but for the most part, uh, we run primarily uh, what I would call an out-and-back operation. Uh, So if you could, if I had an atlas up there, um, you know, you'd look at Iowa and the states that touch Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri. uh, That's kind of our bullseye. Uh, and that's kind of the Midwest, uh, Midwest meat patch, so to speak. For the most part, we're taking freight out of there, and we're going to the East Coast, or we're going to the Mid-Atlantic, we're going to the Southeast, we're going to the Gulf, we're going to Texas. And for the most part, we're always targeting to get back to those target states. And then we'll just do it again. So that's kind of the classic head haul, back haul uh, uh, network. Uh, it works well for us. Uh, now we do have some, you know, we do have some one-offs, so to speak, uh, where you go from Texas to Denver and then out of Denver, um, you uh, you bounce out to uh, Dodge or Liberal or Guymon. Um And, you know, we have some other kind of one-offs. We definitely, I don't want to forget the West Coast group. Uh, you know, Jennifer and her team's got about 100 trucks bouncing around out west and doing various things. But for the, for the, for the biggest... Uh, Biggest part of what we do—it's uh, Midwest to a destination, and then uh, back to the Midwest.
1: That's pretty good, and then that's that's one of the reasons we tell drivers to put their home time request in in advance because, you know, you might be going from the Midwest down to Florida, and then if you live in Texas, there's there's not a lot of loads that go from Florida to Texas, yeah. and so they got to get you back to the Midwest and then take you down to Texas. So you
0: know, and then you know everything's modeled economically. Uh, You know, I can tell you that for the most part, well, Florida is a little bit of a enigma because there just isn't that much freight moving out of Florida. But under normal circumstances, we would not want to take a load uh, from Florida to Texas just because of profitability. And, you know, as a driver, you might be saying, well, that's a pretty good good run. I can run along I-10 or I-20 and stay out of the snow and all that. I, I get that. But... You know, we, we have to drive the rate, because without the rate, we can't have all these new trucks and all these new trailers and all this stuff we do, uh, 99 cent fuel. So we have to manage our network very closely. So, Good point. Uh, we use a, a, a tool called NetWise to measure our network profitability. Good deal.
1: All right. Dan, any closing words for us today? Any words with us? Just of uh,
0: again wanna, I want to thank everyone for uh, for their efforts and we appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Yep. Have a good day. Drive
0: safe. Later. Bye.